Oh, it's good to be back recording episodes. So this is a new episode of New Tunes Who Dis. This is a show where for anybody who is a first time listener for this show, this is basically a series where myself and Zach Stevenson sit down and go through our favorite albums of the last month. Now, the catch is that I don't know anything about music. I'm just a big fan of it. And Zach knows a lot about music and he's a very big fan of it as well. But uh, we pick we pick two episodes, two albums each for each episode. Um, Zach kind of cheated with his one a little bit now, to be honest, because he picked one, I think, from August. Uh, and then the other one that he picked is not even from this decade. But uh, he talks about it so well, so we'll let him, we'll give him a pass. <laughs> the bizarre thing, actually, is that our two picks happen to be playing Dublin on the same day. So just actually, just to get this out of the way, this episode was recorded about two weeks ago. Uh, so some of the references may be a little bit dated. But um, yeah, we're, our two first picks happen to be playing Dublin on the same day. My, I went to see my one. We're playing it on Shaw, and they had spoiler alert. They had Nerve supporting them. So if anybody was at that gig, that's who that's who I'll be picking. But they were fucking phenomenal, um, really, like just absolutely fantastic. It's my fourth time seeing them. They've never disappointed. I can't wait to talk about their album. I get a bit flustered talking about their album, but it's fantastic. It's a fantastic album. Um, and then actually that same week or like a couple of days later, I was in Whelan's. And Whelan's wouldn't exactly be, I wouldn't consider Whelan's a place that normally has a lot of metal gigs in it. And we were up in the smoking area and I could just see people with like, you know, the war jackets on. One guy walked by with a Prairie t-shirt and just all these like deep metal bands. And I was just like, what, what band was playing? I was like, there was something, there was something here tonight. So I went up to a guy and asked him, I was like, just out of curiosity, what band were playing inside? And he goes, oh, Unyielding Love. And I was like, oh, fuck. So Unyielding Love are this amazing grindcore, for you don't know them, the amazing like caustic grindcore noisy band. I saw them open for Full of Hell a while ago, um, just before the pandemic, I think, actually. And they have they had one album out that's on Spotify and it's fucking amazing. But they recently released this new death metal album that's a very caustic kind of thing as well. That's fantastic. If you like that kind of thing, it's absolutely phenomenal. But I was like, God damn it. I wish I, I, wish I saw them. And then I went back over to my friends and I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And I went back up to him and I was just like, just out of curiosity, were they any good? And he goes, well, I would hope so. I'm the guitarist. I was like, <laughs> this is like the seventh time it's happened this year where I've been speaking to somebody and was just completely oblivious to the fact that I probably know their stuff. And I said it to my friend and he was like, this happens to you so many times that I'm beginning to think that you make these stories up. But anyway, we have a great show for you. We even go into talking about Kevin Rudolph's latest single. I don't even know how we got to that point, to be honest. But um, just a gig announcement before we start. So Zach Stevenson, who will be talking on the show with me as always, he has a new musical project called Little Sis, L- Lil Sis, apologies, and that's Sis with C-I-S. And he'll be premiering his new music at the SIM Card Sessions, number six, at the Workman's Club next week on the 17th of November, 2022, which is a Thursday. Um, tickets, I think Early Bird is already gone, but there's still tickets going for six euro. And it's put on by Burner Records. And they'll be doing a DJ set at it. And Big Love will be playing. And so will Audible Chocolate. So it should be an amazing night. But you will be seeing Zach uh, showcasing his new music. And I've heard snippets of it. It's phenomenal. But anyway, without further ado, we'll get on with the show. And we're going to hear the theme music by Zach Stevenson himself. Yo, Barrett. What are we talking about this week? New tune who did? What's good? Your new tune who did? Let me tell you about the tunes we be fucking with. Pharisee and it poppin' with the heavy shit. You got Zach Steve musical analysis. We gush up at the albums and we don't stop. Bubba Charlie XEX and I kinda pop. I love it when I hear the sound of the needle drop. Scratch your records and we skipping any small top. 
shit's wild, yo. But not really. It's just two nerds being nerds. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm coming in okay. Are you coming in okay? I think uh, I'm coming in, coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Okay, hot. so this is the first time we've done a uh, New Tunes Who Dis in, I don't remember what the last one was. I think it was March. <laughs> I think it was Denzel Curry, uh, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Uh, oh, was it? I think. Oh, let me, well, I'll check, I'll check, because it's still. Or was it Gizzard? It's, it's, no, it was Gizzard. It was Gizzard. It's the most, oh, it was Gizzard, was it a Charlie XCX as well yeah, or something? Yeah, Charlie and Gizzard. Because I'm pretty sure it was the most listened to episode so far that we've done. Oh, really? On the on the in terms of episodes that aren't, uh, no, it's uh, on Spotify. It's not, and then on the the overall one that has all the all the stats, it is. Uh, yeah, we're Dave big New- on Deezer. Dave, are Dave we? Newell, yeah, we're huge <laughs> on Deezer. Dave Newell has the credit for the um the one on Spotify, oh, yeah. which he proudly goes on about. Yeah. Uh, not humble at all. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> So what we do here on this show is basically we pick two albums that we really, really like. Uh, sometimes they're from the month and sometimes they're not. I think this time you have, do you have two that are not from October or? Well, I have three that are from October. One of them comes out in 12 hours and they're all by the same <laughs> band. So I figured, <laughs> I figured I wouldn't talk about Gizzard oh, for two hours. So they're none of them are Gizzard. Oh, are they not? No. Oh, okay. We can do a special Gizztober sum up if you want. I'd love that. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll I'd do that. that. We'll have to wait about a week or so to That's let fine. the new one sink okay. in. But uh, yeah, uh, have not, have, I'm not going to do that. So Because I thought one of them was definitely going to be Arctic Monkeys. No, Which although called, I could talk about it to annoy you. Bast. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no, you're uh, okay. Well, Arctic Monkeys, briefly, uh, I loved, loved, loved Tranquility Base. The last album, which I a lot of people one. hate. I like that um, one. And I really loved it, loved the whole thing. The new one hasn't quite clicked for me in the same way that the other one did. The other one did weirdly almost instantly, Tranquility Base. When I first started, I was like, love this. And the new one, I do think some of their best songs are on it, like the first track and Body Paint and uh, the Sculptures of Anything Goes track. And like, it is a good album, but I'm not as mad about it. Mm. I wanted to write a James Bond theme. That's for damn sure. They would be very, oh, they could do that actually. The thing, the thing that I heard about it was, and somebody was, somebody was saying it to me when I was at work the other night, and then I actually watched Anthony Fantano's video on the way over. Oh, he just saw, hates the article. Because I saw him in the he red flannel. Oh, I knew he'd hate them anyway, but it was just like, I wonder what he thinks. He, th- they were saying that Alex Turner's vocals aren't as strong as they should be to carry those songs, was They're the criticism that I heard. unbelievably good. <laughs> are you, I think the vocals are incredible. Well, th- th- to be honest, one of the albums that I was going to pick recently... Um, Anthony Van Hout shat all over it as well. And I mean, he's like, really shat all over it. And I, I know he's just a guy. You're I was, just a guy. You hate the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, I don't a lot like of people don't. A lot, a lot of people really love like them. them. <laughs> uh, as I was saying, Barra, their first two albums are like the greatest, like, rock albums of the last, like, t- you know. Limp Bizkit would years. beg to differ, but anyway. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just a guy. He hates things. I hate something. Yeah, he hates health as well. Really? He hates health, the band. And they're, they're like one vegan. of my favorite bands. He's, he is vegan, yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Or will I go first? Uh, you go first. Do you want me I to think. go first? Okay. I think so. So I was trying to pick, trying to pick for ages what to go through. So there was a couple. So one of them was Rina Sawayama's album, which was out. I think that was out in September, and I really, really enjoyed that. But then I was like, yeah. And then Carly Rae Jepsen's album was out last week, which I really liked as well. 
And then the other one that I was that, that I that I actually have loads of notes made on is the new Yeah 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 album. Oh yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. It's so good. Which is the Anthony Fantano album that he uh, completely destroyed. But I was like, oh, the one that I really want to go through, and it's it's not it's not uh, playing Home Rules, but it's the new God Alone album is so good. Oh, the Cork it's lads. so good, man! Like it came, they were so they got signed to Prosthetic Records. I was like, I always knew they were good. Like when I got into them first, um, I got into, I got, I noticed them because I was like, God alone, that's a name of a band. No, that's a song from a band that I like called with, uh, with, uh, called Alter and Plagues. And it's on the album with Teeth and Glory, which is like one of my favorite black metal albums. Proper terrifying, by the way, A Burnt Ear is the scariest song I've ever listened to. Yeah. I, even today, when I know what's coming up, I'm still just like, no, this is so horrible, but it's class. A but burnt as, ear. A burnt year. Oh, yeah. Burnt it's, year. it's like there's a whole a part ear. about like it's they're burning a kid in a, co- in a coffin and then all these gods come down and start dancing around it. And it's just this wretched screaming with this like noise industrial thing going on. It's it's uh, it's hard to deal with. <laughs> but the the but so pleasing, pleasing to the ears. No, it's not. Even I listen to it like I, I can't listen to that album more so than you're, you're a masochist. Is that the right word? Is masochism Maybe. someone else that's like? Is that is that? Well, sadom sadomasochism is is doing it to yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Th- is it S and M? Someone someone write us in. That's that's uh, sexual, S-O-S though, isn't it? S me someone. Anyway, that's uh, Rihanna. Yeah. Well, that's not even S and M. But um. Oh wait, is it? No, no that's S O S. What's S? It doesn't when matter. When are we doing the Rihanna pod? We have to do the. Oh yeah, we should do the Rihanna pod. Yeah, I actually put. I had that on the quiz the other night. I was like, "What's Rob? Who's Robin Fenty? Like, what? What's her pop star name?" Nobody got it right. Oh, I um, got that right. In fairness, but um, and then uh, so anyway, so yes, noticed the name, started listening to them, and then got really, really into them. Loved them, and then on Facebook because I didn't, I didn't know what they looked like. And then on Facebook, it was like, "All right, lads, we're going to take a break." Uh, to study for our leaving cert, and the leaving cert was coming up, and I was like, "Are these lads taking the piss?" And then I looked them up and was like, "Wait a minute, they're like fucking, they're eighteen or seventeen, and they're making like really progressive metal, like like really progressive black metal with all these other shit going on." I was like, "This is insane." Anyway, went to see them two weeks ago or three weeks ago in Chennai, not if not longer, probably was longer. Brought a friend of mine who doesn't even like metal. She thought they were absolutely fantastic. Uh, they were unbelievable. But this album, uh, it's just it's kind of hard to explain how it's good because like the songs are quite long so it's 42 minutes long I think and there's only mm-hmm. six tracks on it love it um, but there's so much bits if that makes sense you're like oh there's this bit that's awesome and then you're like but if you were to play the next bit that you like of that song you kind of go "Are the, is this the same song it mm-hmm. swap, swaps and changes so much so I'll kind of go to like a little break I have notes thankfully so it's not just going to be me rambling for an incestuous amount of time um, let's see here we go uh, da, 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 da. God alone, etc. Oh yeah, we'll play. We'll play a few. We'll play bits. Okay, so uh, production, by the way, first off, is unreal. The electronics that come in into it are fantastic. Um, one thing that I really notice is the drumming on it has this kind of like it's not your normal kind of metal drumming. Like it's not blast beats. All that. there are kind of like real heavy, heavy bits in it, but it just has this always this dancey yet heavy kind of flow to it. It's fantastic. It's one of the standout things of this album next to the, like, just everything, the songwriting, everything. I know I'm rambling. And the guitars have this kind of cool tone in it as well where it's not something that I would have known, I would have heard in most metal that I listen to. 
So it's just you'll know when you hear it. It's it's just this very distinct tone, and also the bass is the bass in it as well. It's, I love when you can hear like a real fucking dirty slapping bass in it, which you can in this mm. as well. Uh, but like we'll start maybe with the first song, so which is called Tinfoil on the Walls. Tinfoil in, in, the, in the woods. In, is it the walls or the woods? Tinfoil in the walls. Just I'd say play like it starts. Maybe skip like a minute in, so you kind of get kind of the buzziness of it. Okay, let's go. So yeah, as you can see, well, from that little snippet, like we're going to be listening to more of the song that we were allowed to play because we're only allowed to play like twenty seconds of a song before we can talk about it. But it they do have this kind of like stopping and starting thing that just constantly surprises you, and it's it feels like it's not um, like it feels kind of almost like hectic, but it's kind of but you know when you listen to the album as a whole that it's very calculated. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's considered, considered, yes, considered. But it is one of those things like you hear these beats and you hear, you hear this part and then you hear this other part and you hear this part and it's like, wait, this is all the same song. And when you see it live, by the way, it translates so well. But because you'll be bopping around, then suddenly it's just them screaming at each other. And you're like, wait, what? Kind of, kind of math rocky sort of, yeah, real vibes. math rocky. Yeah, there's even like kind of like megacone as well a little bit. Yeah, actually, I'd give you that. Actually, yeah, it's very like Megacone. Less um, like fantasy than Megacone or like prog than Megacone, but mm. like, yeah, more metal. But like even with the electronic elements in it, like it does, there's parts in it which come like almost like trance music. Like mm. it's it's so kind of, and then like I remember a friend of mine described them as like a metal version of LCD sound system. And I was like, I don't like that comparison, but I do at the same time. <laughs> and, and they also really implement the gang vocals perfectly. Like you, you heard that, well, it's not like a, a proper, like it's the, sh- I love that kind of shoutiness in metal. I'm not, the growl kind of thing, I've kind of grown out of a little bit. <laughs> Like for the, for a whole song, it, it kind is of Halloween. Which, which actually, I'm saying that I've grown out of the ground element for a whole song. My next album will be different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I won't spend a crazy amount of time talking about it. Like the next song is Kung Fu Treachery, which is a, an amazing title for an album, by the way. But uh, no, t- for a song. But that's like an 11 minute long song. So again, it's just impossible to pick a point where we should talk about it. But like. As you can see, it's uh, very varied in how they play. But like, I, I do think it's one of those albums that's like, there's no, it's one of those bands where there's no like crazy standouts in that they all fucking are exceptional at what they yeah. do. Like even, I don't know if you heard, there's like even like a slight, uh, like an, almost like an auto-tune vocal at the beginning mm. of that little section. But um, like, yeah, I'll go on. They're just, they're just, I can't, I just really, really enjoy them. Um, the title track is fucking phenomenal as well. It, and again, they have these moments where they do have really nice, beautiful quiet moments on it i think there's one on uh the i i5 bm one like that's on but um they're the way they're able to just go from kind of like dun, 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 stop start and then kind of change it again and then go dun, 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 stop start and do something else and like on the six last song which oh no sorry five by bm starts off almost like it sounds like uh uh John Carpenter almost, you know, like the Halloween theme, like that kind of stuff. Oh, like yeah, yeah. It, that, it's just, it's such a varied album. I really, really, really enjoy it. Uh, I can't wait to see that. I think they're playing 
where are they playing? They're playing Dublin soon. I don't. Is it the Grand Social they're playing? I think yeah. you you'd love you would like to go yeah. to them. By the way, yeah. what'd you make of it actually? I, I, yeah, um, I definitely hear the kind of the danciness, um, and it doesn't. It's not recorded like other metal. You know, it's recorded much more like trying to sound like a band in a yeah. room, which I like. Um, kind of dry. Uh, which gives a lot of space for all the little parts to come out because there's quite a lot of different, you know, it's it, like sometimes in metal or in songs, you know, it's like bands are there trying to reinforce like a, a singular kind of idea or riff. But uh, in 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 these lads, they seem to be like again that sort of math rock influence of lots of mm. like like a like a jigsaw, you know, like all these little pieces kind of locking in. Oh yeah, that but that's why I, that, I that's why I think I really like the production because it does set them apart from these kind of like super you know well polished guitars and all this kind of like it just has this kind of not a garage sense to it if yeah. that makes sense just this it as he sounds said, real it sounds kinda, real yeah. yeah it's it's I really really Which like it. It's funny because I've noticed that in like you know production in the last like ten years. I mean like not that this is anyone can fucking look this up, but you know we've kind of we if you go back and listen to songs from like two thousand and seven, even like rock bands and everything like. The way it's recorded is like hyper clean, like it's yeah, yeah. so clean. And then in the last like 10 years, we've seen a move away, even in like popular songs, like things like mm. Billie Eilish can get kind of lo-fi or like weird or like um, the production's still great, but like we've moved away from that, like make it sound as clean as possible. <laughs> and also like any fucking songs from like 2006, they're like just walls of sound, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like that, like no specter shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but not, not in the same kind of like, not with the same, like the worst example of this is uh, the song Starships by Nicki Minaj, which is just such is a one, bad, one bit, bit, bit. No, uh, let's go to the beach, yeah, beach, beach, let's go get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Super bass. No, that's super bass is different. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. Why do oh, yeah, I know so yeah, much yeah. Nicki Minaj Because it was played non-stop. Yeah, that's it, actually. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere we went to socialize as a teenager, that was playing. And so was, you know, Usher, I don't know. But it's even like, do you remember like uh, back then, the rock, like the rock songs that would come out that would be played on the radio was like Kevin Rudolph, which had these super... Oh annoying, my God, let it rock. Yeah, let it rock. Let oh. it rock. And then he, what's it, he had another one, was with Lil Wayne Kevin as well. Kevin Rudolph. Yeah, do you remember? He's, he, it's funny, I remember listening to Hollywood Undead on their second album. Cause yeah, I, I liked the first album when I was young, like I was what fifteen when it came out. But I liked the se- then the second album came out. I was like, why does this sound so unbelievably clean and fucking like to an annoying degree? Mm. And I was like, it's produced by Kevin Rudolph. I was like, there you go. <laughs> now here's a fun quiz for you listeners at home oh, yeah, and okay. for Barra. Uh, Kevin Rudolph, the 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 man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's a new song out. No, called, he doesn't. Yeah, it's called Gold. Um, he released it like. The start of this month, oh, so it actually is eligible for the consideration. Yeah, it changed the changed the, the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Give me five minutes to listen to the new Kevin Rudolph. I've been waiting so patiently for since <laughs> he dropped Let It Rock in two thousand and eight, two thousand ten. I don't know. Oh, um, it has to be two thousand ten. No. How many people are still listening to Kevin Rudolph in twenty twenty two? Oh, I'd, say, like, I'd, crunk. Say, I'd say Let It Rock Get Crunk was uh, YOLO he had, he had that, YOLO they got the glasses album. with the slits on yeah, them yeah, they're, yeah, still, yeah, they're yeah. still going <laughs> how many of those people are out there still partying on oh I don't know I'd say I'd say Let It Rock has I'm going to say it has 3 million hits on Spotify 3 million yeah does it have more the, the, so his top 5 songs uh, there's number 3 is Let It Rock without the rap no, it needs the rap. It needs the rap. <laughs> it's the core. It's the emotional center of the song. 
Um, that has 8 million plays. Fuck off. The Does version actually... without the rap that I, none of us even knew existed. Yeah. No, wow. Okay. That has more people than like. People all, really hate Lil Wayne. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like t- almost two streams for every person on this island. It's the, what? It's like five million people in oh, Ireland. I was including Northern Ireland because oh. I'm a true oh. Republican. Oh, okay. Ooh, controversial. Guys, Mary Lou's got on the on the podcast there, guys. Just uh, just to let you know, you know, it's uh, uh. <laughs> um sorry, Let It Rock is 130 million plays. Wow. Yeah. hundred and thirty million. Yeah. A one million people are are actively monthly listeners to. Uh, I'm actually kind of happy he's still making music. To he's be still honest, rocking it. yeah, he's oh, still let him work away. Yeah, um, but uh, it's not. Yeah, but the, no, the cleans to stuff is my. But uh, we'll go back to uh, no God alone. I think are fantastic and with the prosthetic records. I think it's prosthetic records. I'm pretty sure that they're signed to mm. at such a young age as well. Like I'm kind of just hoping that they keep because like they do have like that. The second last song has this for like, as I said, it had that John Carpenter thing on it and the, the, the last one has it as well. But like it's kind of, it has these lush moments in it. I think that's the one that has the female singer on it as well. There's like a little, but then it just gets hellish with these like proper, like really guttural growls on it and everything. It's just, they can do everything, which is kind of cool, I think, in a way that it's not that heavy that it would uh, deter people from not listening to them, but it's heavy enough that it can kind of get the metalheads going as well. They just yeah. have something very special, I think, in what the way, in way they, the way they sound. And I kind of want to see them because they keep pushing it. Like when I first listened, it's so different to what they what they started with, but then they're kind of the same to themselves. Yeah, as well. and, and they released like 23 albums in 10 years. You yeah, know, fuck like off Gizzard or Gizzard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, yeah, it sounds sweet. I'm gonna love checking out God Alone. Yeah, it's 42 minutes. It's, you've, been, it's, you've been talking about them for a few years now. For right? a while, had you, yeah, yeah, I really like them since they're leaving. So they're probably finished college now, man. Oh, they might be actually. Oh, they don't need to go. They're so fa- <laughs> they're so talented at their music. No, they that they they really are a fantastic band. I can't wait to see them do more stuff. Um, we should get tickets to go see. I'm not gonna say it on the podcast, but if Zach doesn't go, we're not doing the show anymore. But uh, <laughs> you're to here, folks. I'm not going. <laughs> Yeah, we got well. We kind of rushed through that one, but like, um, as I said, it's it's a difficult album for me to talk about because there's so much bits in it that I just don't want to get on to the point that I'm rambling and going. Okay, this bit's at the two minute thirty part, and this bit's at the six minute part, and this bit. Yeah. So we'll just, yeah, it's a good album. It's ten out of ten for me. It's up in my. Would five, you five say that there. it feels like more than six songs? As oh in, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. So like Mammoth, bits. Mammoth feels like three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. But it's eleven minutes long, so that kind of makes sense. Mm. It's just parts. Yeah. Do you know who they remind me of in a really weird way? They remind me of the Mars Volta. Right. Yeah. They're a band I need to, to dig into. They remind me of the, the Mars, particularly um, not to last in the crematorium, the one, the, the Widow, I think is the name of the album. It reminded me of listening to that in that it's just these long songs that just have all these different class parts that all kind of feed back into each other at some point. Mm. But it still very much sounds like them the entire way through. Um, it's a very, it's a brilliant album. That's a great album as well, by the way, The Widow. Yeah. Flea on the bass in it, I think, yeah. as well, which is fantastic. So your your turn. Oh, my turn. Hello. Um, so uh, it's been a while since we did this. This this mm-hmm. next one is an album that I really loved listening to when it came out. And uh, hate it now. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just one I'm like, I'm like, it's, there has been so much good music in the last like while that I'm like, this person, th- this is a really good album. This one needs another shout. Um so my my pick is Julia Jacklin's oh, Pre Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Have you listened to this? No, I oh. saw I saw it when it came out, posted like crazy, and I just haven't got around. Oh to man, it. it's so good. Um, so Julia Jacklin, Australian uh, singer songwriter, 
you know, person who writes with with feelings mm. and they re- the songs that re- really get you. Um, a lot of times her songwriting, I find it's like, you know, it's really, it's like the sum of its parts and it's like, you know, it's not like there's a, well, there are some great standout lines in fairness, but like, <laughs> you know, she, she puts a lot of nuance into her like character portraits, I guess, of these people yeah. sometimes, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of that, especially like her album Crushing, the one from the last album, which was like about like her going through a breakup and stuff. And it was just like so real and raw kind of feeling and like complicated all that. I've actually never was. listened to her, oh, so yeah, I know. So good. Um, yeah, I'm sure people, listeners are familiar with her. And if not, I'd definitely, say, yeah. <clears throat> definitely go check her out. Uh, that's my review of the new album. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, this album came out, uh, I think in September, I think at the start of September, or maybe like the last day of August. <gasps> Oh Jesus! Was oh, it that no. long ago? Am I, am I disqualified? Yeah, take it, put put it away. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a fantastic album. The production on this album I really love, especially on the track uh, "Love." Try not to let go. It just sounds so um, a bit like the kind of war on drugs, like dreamy trance, sort oh, of right, upbeat, okay. but just like and and quite sparse, but never empty. You know, it always feels like there's there's enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, again. Lyrically, she's just, oh, th- this album is, feels a little less uh, specific than Crushing was about a, at a breakup, but at the same time, there's so many fantastic songs. There's kind of a lot of her sort of wrestling with her upbringing and like her religious upbringing and stuff and how it, um, one second there. Sorry, Jeff, because I have no idea they'd be doing. No, you're all good. Cheers. Um... Yeah, like, you know, there's like the song Lydia Wears a Cross where she's kind of outlining or describing her, her sort of, I'm not sure if she's a friend or, you know, if, yeah, it's a, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. But the, there's this whole line of like, I'd be a believer if it was all just song and dance, which I, I like I, that because I, I like yeah. it's like, you know, the, I mean, not, I've been to, I've been to masses, I've been to a few masses, I've been to a few different religious things. Uh, different, you know, I'm Catholic, but I've been to Protestant ones. And it's the singing that's the best part. Oh there's yeah, good singing and a lot. Of, I've got to say, a lot of them Protestant masses have great, better hymns and stuff. You know, like, than the Catholics, yeah. but the Catholics are the more showy ones. I don't know. Oh, my dad's know. gonna gotta, eat you alive. Oh, for oh that. let's let's sit him down. <laughs> let's sit him down and, and ring him now, Dad. Knock. What do you make yeah, of Protestant yeah. music? <laughs> I don't know. There's some good them them colonial <laughs> Brits. You know, they, they they could write a tune. In fairness, I think. Well, actually, they're probably just the only ones that actually wrote down and recorded their tunes. Everyone else just had them in their heads. Irish tunes are class. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll give a little snippet of Love Try Not To Let Go just yeah. to get Barra a little familiar with this album. I still can't believe I haven't listened to her. She is one of those artists oh. I'm just like, because you know who was confusing her with ages? It was confusing her with Janet Joplin. Who I ja- did, Janice Joplin? Janice Joplin, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I, I, I haven't listened to Janice Joplin either. Well, no, I have. I Janice remember, Joplin is like hard, like bluesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Man, I remember, guttural. I remember being at a party and somebody kept putting Janice Joplin on and, she, and they were like, do you, not, do you not think this is the most amazing music in the world? And I was like, I don't really like it, to be honest. And they were just like, what? what? And just proceeded to play more songs bar, which I now that I'm saying this story, I realise that I've done the exact same. So we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> and now I realise that story was me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is Love, time. Try Not To Let Go. <laughs>
beautiful. Yes, that was a bit of love. Try not to let go. Um, yeah, again, uh, I love I love how in that song, she, like it's so dreamy and nice, but there's that one like there's that bit where she repeats like the try not to let go thing, and it just like gets so slams grungy. Yeah, and uh, I love that. She's also got such a masterful kind of control of her voice, and like you know, especially you can see that kind of in the middle of the album where like uh, two in love to die. And like moviegoer, uh, there's like quite a few uh, soft, you know, like the, like that's one of the more upbeat kind of songs in a way. That's the upbeat one, kind of. Well, <laughs> Lydia wears a cross is kind of upbeat as well, but they're all they're all quite like cinematic and kind of melancholic as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really think the arrangements and production on this are such a, a lovely change of pace for her because like the her other stuff, you know, it's it's much more like acoustic guitar. Uh, or you know, kind of a, a Fender Telecaster and like fucking like you know, nice kind of almost Bruce Springsteen-y kind of just mm. guitar tones and um, but uh, yeah, the, again lyrically she's just fucking brilliant. I'm just trying to see if I have the the lyric sheet in front of me here. I'm gonna try and pull out some good lines. Um, yeah, like the the song "Less of a Stranger." I I love. Uh, it seems it seemingly it's kind of about her mother and. Uh, it's just like again it kind of she just does like these kind of character studies which really they show don't tell kind of thing mm. um but it's like you know there's a line don't want her to change she's always been the entertainer oh i just wish my own mother was less of a stranger and that's i so sad but then it's quite nice because you know she kind of like like she's there's another the next line is like when i look into the mirror i see my father when i close my eyes i see you when you look into the mirror does your father appear eyes closed do you see your mother too you know, it's it's quite a it's like she's kind of trying to understand her a little better, even though she's a stranger. But she does it in this kind of way where it's not like I want to know, want to know what love yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's like it's quite specific, <laughs> like relating something that happens to her to her mother. Um, but yeah, again, Julie Jack, she's she, she, what what more can I say? Um, I give some other examples of songs for Barrow. Why not? Yeah, go on. Um, let's see. I was Neon's quite a good rocker. Ignore tenderness as well. I will say, I, I, you know, it's it, on this album. She kind of uh, the, like that song is kind of I don't know reconciling with her sexuality, I guess, and like you know years of of being objectified and the kind of confusion that like I mean I I don't know because I I was I was raised a a, a boy and a man and yeah. you know gendered as as such, but uh, it's quite interesting. Like you know, uh, like she says, you know, been watching porn, lights off, headphones on, right when the pleasure begins, my education creeps in. It's like Catholic guilt. Yeah, almost, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Catholic <laughs> education and everything. It's like such a good student of all that conflicting advice. Go put ice in your mouth. Let them slap you about. Go on, choke yourself out. Like <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a fucking phenomenal. <laughs> but then you know the way she sings is so uh, just like nice and beautiful. That Delicate, like yeah, well, like that song. The the lyrics do stand out. You do catch them. But then sometimes you know you're just kind of lost in the in the music of it. And you you don't actually sometimes I don't pick up on all the fucking brilliant lyrics. Um, I'll give you a little snippet of uh, maybe maybe let's do less of a stranger for a little bit okay just so you get a sense of how like tender the middle like this comes right in the middle of the album and how long like, is the album actually uh, about 40 minutes standard album um, oh you the way that I want to I'll never see Never gonna see me through the same eyes. 
That gives you like a sense of the dynamics as well in the album. It's like that song is so she's singing so quietly and such control in her voice, but it sounds so like effortless and just. Where does it come in on the track listing? Actually, right, in, like bang in the middle, bang in the middle. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, um, yeah, and again, like there's lovely like strings that kind of decorate the album as well, and again, just expanded sort of sound from her and her band. It really, the bands just sound great on this all over this album. Um, yeah, who who mixed it? Let's see here. Who Marcus Paquin, who also played synth, drum machine, and acoustic guitar. Good man, Marcus. Good man. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus. <laughs> Shout out to Marcus. Shout out to his family. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people probably already know Julia Jacklin, but maybe they only listen to, like, you know, Crushing or the, the what you call it, her, like, cover of the Stroke song, which is phenomenal if you haven't heard that. I haven't, no, it's I one of the know. best covers I've ever heard. <laughs> is she the one that has the green jumper on one of her? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll give you a little snippet of uh, yeah, end of a friendship. Maybe I really like end of a friendship has this lovely, um, I don't know, old old sort of romantic nineteen fifties like drive in feel that I oh, kind of nice. picture. I I get that, but then like then that's just me probably being uh, running off with with visions or images <laughs> or whatever. Um, but it's just a. Uh, a lovely, a lovely little end on the album. It's, it's a very, even though it's quite sad. <laughs> um, well, all the rest melancholic. Of again. Yeah, yeah. Melancholic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little blast to that then. Sweet. I put it down to the heat and wine. We don't have to agree all of the time. Remember she wants to be by your side. Be by Yeah, so that was uh, the last song off the the record, which I just think is such a lovely, uplifting old oh, it was gorgeous. old cinematic kind of song. Um, yeah, and that's Julia Jackson. I'm sure many people, I'd say, are already well aware. So she's not uh, she's not obs- obscure, uh, but she's very good. I'll be going home and listen to that today. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to be seeing Black Adam tonight. Uh, begrudgingly why because <laughs> Superman is supposedly back in it and I just want to see how he gets on <laughs> well let us know how Superman is doing yeah I want to see Superman if he's in it I don't know if he's in it he's definitely in it but um, <laughs> right now this is the portion of the episode where we lose all of our listeners <laughs> okay no because I'm going to pick a very heavy album uh, um, I was as I said I was going to talk about the AAS new album um, which I really enjoyed the new Kyrie Jepsen album is fantastic as well um, the only reason why I don't want to talk about the Carrie Jepsen one is simply because it's just a it's just a good 1980s pop album. That's mm. the whole, and you can't. There's nothing really to talk about. It's just a good. Do you know what I mean? It's just a good album. Yeah. And you're like, isn't this hook great? Isn't this hook great? So um, there's a band that I've recently got into. Now, bizarrely enough, I got into them because they had a dark wave album this year uh, that came out. The band called Cloud Rat. Um, so I, I kind of they, they came to my attention because the dark wave album had like she was had corpse paint on in the cover. So I was like, that's a weird cover. It reminded me of, uh, do you, did you ever listen to Fever Ray? 
not really Stephen Ray. I think she's part of the uh, Knife Party. Yeah, um, she had an album with uh, Corsman on as well, and then it was like a electronic album. Then this one was a dark wave album. So I was like, oh. Uh, I'll give these guys a listen and then put them on shuffle and then was uh, very surprised to find out that they're a grindcore band. <laughs> We're back uh, to grindcore. Because we listened to, the, listened to the album and I was like, this is really cool. It's quite, it's very kind of uh, moody and atmospheric, but kind of like I like what's going on in it. And then uh, I listened to, it was a pollinator, I think was the name of the album I listened to after that. And I was like, fuck me, like straight away. <laughs> just cloud rat. Cloud rat, uh, which is an animal. Surprise, surprise. It's a real animal. It's a real animal, yeah. There's, a rat just... that, there's rats in the clouds? Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they're rats that can fly. Oh, good God. <laughs> I, do, I don't think that's what they are. I should actually look up what they are. But, Imagine um, that. Imagine we got flying fly, rats flying in the rats. future. Well, we do. We have pigeons. We thought we'd have flying cars. <laughs> oh, we have pigeons. <laughs> hey, pigeons are kind of cute. No, they're not. Ah, they're, they're a little... Covered in fur, but then sea, oh, seagulls as well will come down and nick your fucking chin. Yeah, seagulls can fuck it. right off, you know what I mean? As soon as they get them sea, seagull condoms in, you know, the better. Man, we, but, went, uh, we went drinking in Black Rock like a week ago. Not a week ago, sorry, a year ago. And it's on the beach and fucking the seagulls were flying around. They're so big, they could pick up small children. Now. They're, 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 they're like one of those things that like later on, like I'm not into the, I'm not into the idea of culling animals, but fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, the, have you heard about the seagull contraceptive thing though? I've heard about this. Explain this to me what this so is. So they've trained a bunch of smaller birds like um, blue tits and, and like robins and stuff. They've trained them how to like put on small condoms onto the seagulls. Fuck off. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not real. This is, is what Elon Musk real? has been spending his money on. Yeah, yeah. Money well spent. No, no, I mean, I mean they, they are, I don't know what, like food or something. It's not, That's it's not elaborate uh, little oh, oh, oh wait, blue so tits. they're not actually putting condoms on? No. I don't, well, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't specify. I imagine it's a thing, but like literally to like cull them humanely, supposedly. Yeah. Did you ever hear about the virus? Or we could just that, stop overfishing, and that would solve the well, problem. That would too. work as well. You, actually, yeah, that's a, that, that's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, it's just the reason they're fucking hungry is because there's no fucking fish. Did you ever hear about uh, Australia's problem? With they, they brought in rabbits and they started breathing so rapidly that they created a man-made virus to to kill them. I think it worked too effectively, and it oh started poisoning them and everything. And um, you want? <laughs> that's unbelievable. But um, no, where was I? What was I? Uh, oh yeah, flying rats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so uh, Metal Encyclopedia describes the band as a grindcore band from Flint, Michigan. So, like, I don't know if you've been up to date with what's going on in Flint, but they haven't had drinking oh, the water in about seven I've years. I've heard Black Midi. Yeah. Are Black Midi from Flint? No, they have that song. There's lead in the water! There's lead in the water! It's oh, called, right, like, okay. near something Michigan. Wait, that's what it is. It's, it's Near it's, M- NT Michigan or something, or DM Michigan or something. Well, Detroit's in Michigan as well. Oh, maybe it's Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, lyrical themes are oppression, inner struggles, and social issues. Uh, now, I'll be honest with you, um, the album's only just out. I couldn't get my hands on the lyric sheet, so I don't know what they're singing about, but there's power in the vocals. <laughs> But um, what I like about this band, and like I listen to a lot of grindcore, like a lot, um, and a lot of it is just, a lot of it's shit, to be honest. There's so many bad grindcore bands, um, but the ones that are good are really fucking good. They're kind of power violence as well, which we won't get into what that is. Uh, Uh, Power violence. Power violence is is a genre of music, yeah. Power violence. Ceremony and Nails would be two really good examples of it. You'd actually like, Ceremony have have an album called is a wayward wayward is one of the songs I can't, it's like an avid you you'd really like it i think i showed you a song called i'm sick and it's like uh, it's they're they're a very good band i don't think you'd, you wouldn't like nails um nails are one of these bands that have a song called you will never be one of us <laughs> 
fucking trance. <laughs> it's all that. Just oh, it's like a four, 14 song. It's uh, no, there's like 16 songs on it, and there's it's only like 14 minutes long or something. Yeah. This one's a half an hour long. I think there's 16 songs on it as well, actually. But what I like about them is they do actually have. If you can call, if you could call it, it's melodic parts. Oh, yeah, they do actually have like they actually. It's not just like let's just be ferocious for an extended period of time, like a minute. And what they also do, which I find very admirable for a band of this, is that all the songs do actually sound different. Right. Now, I know if I brought like a friend who doesn't like metal, they would start like, I brought Mark actually to a metal gig last week, which was hilarious. Oh, war, rats. Wage war. Wage war. war with the, uh, with, Again, um, with the rats. What's with the rats? Rats, rats everywhere. Rats, uh, rats. Uh, Colonel Ratzinger is back. <laughs> <laughs> If there was someone to lead the rats from the underworld, S- it's speaking Colonel of Ratzinger. Ratzinger, actually, did you see the Pope came out today saying that priests and nuns do watch? He goes, see the Pope came out today. No, he, <laughs> no, he came out saying he goes, priests and nuns, of course they watch porn, but they shouldn't. What? Yeah, that's what he said. That's the context. He said they should. <laughs> that was the headline. That's all I saw. They just have to check to tally up the sins that are being committed. It's he, purely, purely functional. He also what he said. He goes, they need to delete those apps off their phone. I was like, I don't think you know how people watch porn, which is a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they do like <laughs> this video is brought to you by the Catholic Church. <laughs> Woo! Shame. <laughs> just the Pope in the comments. He goes, I used to know her. It's <laughs> gonna be your dad's favorite episode. Yeah, of definitely. He's going to love this one. He asked me to be on recently, actually. He's like, why can I be on your podcast? I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? He goes, well, you know, like God and stuff. I was like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, uh, moving on. But uh, that's, that's kind of cute. No, though. it is cute. But like the thing is, like I go, well, I disagree with you. Then he goes, well, fuck you. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, no, they do uh, with this album particularly. I don't know if um, it was kind of intentional. I felt like there was a lot of metalcore parts on it, like metallic parts of it. Um, particularly the fact that there's like these really sick breakdowns on it that kind of come from almost like hardcore and kind of crust, not crust punk. But anyway, we'll get into it. So it opens up with uh, what is the name of the opening song? Zach, you should probably have it there, do you? Uh, yes. Actually, I'll go in just first off. Production is insane. Um, it sounds like it's recorded live. The album, the drums particularly sound like they're actually like live drumming, which I think is always fantastic. I hate that mm. compressed shit, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah. they're like samples. Sample it. fuck and all that kind of carry on. So the uh, first song is called Aluminium or Aluminum. Al- 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 Branches. <laughs> yeah. That one, maybe, yeah. So the I think I should have a timestamp for when the thing comes in. So maybe kind of, how long? It's only like a minute forty, isn't it? Two minutes and eight. Go to maybe like a minute twenty. So that was Fox. That. Yeah, it's class, that, isn't it? That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, Madison yeah. Marshall's her name. Um, I have no idea how she's able to sing like that. Mm. <laughs> sing. But um, yeah, no, it's like, it. basically what I loved about it was like, it just basically goes, this is what the album is. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel on this genre. We're not, we're just going to do what we do and we're going to do it well. And it kind of sets the precedent for what the next, what is it? It's a half an hour. I think it's 32 minutes long of what the album's going to be. Um, it's actually 31 minutes 31 and one minutes. second but um, wh- what I think is amazing as I said all the songs sound different but like it gets to the point that they do so much tempo changes in it that like you're kind of going like it's like di- it's like dizzying almost <laughs> you know you're like Jesus Christ stop it <laughs> uh, like um, 
so like uh, yeah I'd say the, the next song like to just show you how much they fucking switched this stuff would be song, the song Cusp 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 just the first minute of this As I said, just those kind of stop, not stops and starts, but just the, the flip ups, it's particularly in the drums, you can hear it just constantly, just kind of just all these fills coming in and then stopping and then filling. It's uh, it's a pretty impressive record, but uh, the one that I want to show, uh, one of my favorite songs on it is like, um, it's called 122209. I don't know what the date is significant of. I just know that at the time of, of the year, Empire of the State with Jay-Z uh, was no, number one in the US. Right. Yes. And uh, Killing the Name was at number one in the UK. Uh-huh. But um, that's just that when I looked up the date, that's the two things that came up that were of note. So, <laughs> but uh, Killing in the name of. Yeah, that was, I think that, that must that have been the, the, the Christmas number one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so for the BBC. That was a Facebook meme, wasn't it? I think. I th- it was. It started off as a Facebook God, group. I remember when yeah. Facebook had but, cultural sway. <laughs> Now it's just rigging elections. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a certain, yeah. It's just uh, like I don't, I don't know what. The there's so every time I go on Reddit today, I just see articles about uh, Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse will be a failure. Like, it, yeah. like it's not going to work. And I could have told you that. I did say that like years ago. <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest. <laughs> like, it's just not. I, I read a conspiracy that he wants to, uh, because he's such a, a, a boring person in real life, he wants to inject his social conscious into the internet and become the internet. <laughs> and I mean, like, this thing had pages of it. And I was like, I read way too much shit on the internet. <laughs> he's an alien. Well, yeah, Look at him. Do you ever see the video where it's like it's the the robot in his head when he's at the hearing? It's like, yes, Mark, that's people water. <laughs> drink if, the people water. No, don't down, drink it like someone, that. If someone came down, if an angel came down from the heavens and said there are ten aliens living among society, he's got to be one of them. Yeah, Yi right? is probably looking like the other one at the moment. Oh, <laughs> oh, I feel I actually do feel bad for Kanye in a weird way, but at the same time, it's like stop. He has too many yes men around him. He needs to be pulled in. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we won't go on about him. Because it is, it's save it's, that for when this album inevitably drops in the mm, next like couple of months after all this stuff. It's fucking mad. He was. Tra- did you hear what today? Actually, it's gonna be. No, I didn't hear today. What happened? He today? tried to get into, um, or was it la- yesterday? He tried to. Uh, he went to um, a shoe company that Ki- uh, that Kim used to work for, and just showed up and demanded that he have a have a meeting with them and all this kind of carry on, and they basically blocked him as well. Sketchers, Sketchers. He showed up oh, at Sketchers. Shout out to Sketchers. <laughs> Keeping my feet not flat. He showed up to sketches demanding a sport deal with it's because Yee Sports, I think, is the name of his company Ye, or whatever. Yay Ye Ye Sports. Sports, yeah. But uh, he showed up basically in their hall and was like, "I want a meeting," and they were like, "You're not getting it. <laughs> Leave." Oh my god! Oh, it's 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 the whole thing's a mess. But um, yeah. So 20, 12, 22, 09, This is one of those songs that actually sounds. This is where when I say like melodic kind of comes in. Like I've only kind of sh- obviously I've shown the heavy bits of the songs, but like this is where you kind of see them as just m- more than just a grindy noisy band. Like they do, like you'll see it's it's, it's just the beginning of it. It shows it straight away.
kind of them really showcasing like you know I, that's what I mean like you don't really get most grind bands like but like Nails is a prime example of a, they're a good grind power violence band but they, you don't really get moments like that where they kind of just kind of put a lot of like melancholic stuff into it a lot of melody even for how heavy it is and even with the vocal and stuff just this kind of like what I like about I think her name, Madison Marshall, I think is her name, is just she has this way of screaming the vocals where it sound it doesn't sound like that kind of um, controlled scream. It's that kind of wretched, this actually hurts almost, which kind of adds just a lot more passion and umph to songs, especially what they're singing about, because as far as I'm aware, they're very politically and socially conscious. It's definitely music that um, would kill a old, old person of fright. My nan listens to them. No, she doesn't. <laughs> My 84 year old man. If you heard the new cloud rat CD. I don't know if you, did you ever see the study where they had rats listening to different types of music? No. And they had them listen to heavy metal. And what happened to they them? Ate each, they started eating each other about three Fuck hours. Off. I swear to God. But metalheads are so nice. I think it was Metallica as well. Like it wasn't like the most brutal thing in the world. Metalheads aren't, by the way, I've never had an issue with metalheads at, at a gig. Except for when Martin Manson during the fight song, uh, people started fighting. Fans. But surprise, surprise, I... I He's not exactly uh, top of my list of people that I want to look after. Um, so yeah, we'll cut. Like we won't play. I won't play too much more because obviously it's quite heavy. But um, like Shepherd uh, is another. Shepherd, the song Shepherd is one of those songs that surprisingly has like really fucking strong metalcore influences on it. At least I think so. Unbelievable breakdown. But again, this is one of those ones where like it just changes so much that you kind of have your your ears are coming back and forth. Going fuck me. It actually made me like. Dizzy. I was on the bu- was on the bus coming over because I always listen to the albums that we pick going over. I was listening to this, and I was like, I'm going back to the God Alone album because <laughs> this is actually making me tired. How heavy, like how heavy it is. <laughs> Not a slide of God of War, by the way, because God of War are heavy as well. But they're they're you know they're dancey and stuff and fun, um, while also being extremely moody and stuff as well. Uh, Image in order. That's another one. That's been a- oh yeah, the the the, the, sta- the two big standout songs uh, for me. Uh, Kaleidoscope is one um, surprisingly melodic for as absolutely furious as it is but it also has like these ethereal background noises at the beginning of it as well um, which again as I said you don't get many bands in the genre doing it um, and then we'll go Corset is just an old school hardcore song which is great but I think um, the closer I'll, I think that'll be the last song just to show you the closer it's called but how do you pronounce that word Baba has Baba has. Baba has. I'd say maybe just play Baba like has. the last minute of it. We won't play the whole minute, but just if you just want to hear. Yeah, go. Last minute of Baba. <laughs> Yeah, you can see it just has that like epicness ums mm. to it. They just they're I, I really do think they're top of their class when it comes to writing this type of There's music. A lovely bounce to that last track, mm. you know, with the it's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, I just I've I've I have to say I really fuck with them now a lot. I was hoping that my jumper would be in the would be arrived today. I had to buy because my my mum and dad keep giving every time they see me they're just like you weren't black again. And I was like, all right, well, buy a new jumper then. It says cloud wrap, and it's 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 red. It's like blue. It's like fucking that color of red. Oh wow! And super vibrant. And I think there's like. 
there's definitely a dead body on it or something. And my mom was like, that's lovely. And I was like, really? And she goes, yeah, it's not black. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's the same with, I remember, I remember I had a Cannibal Corpse t-shirt, which had like, can, like Cannibal Corpse at the top. And then it was like a faces, person's face, which had clearly been just beaten to a pulp. And it was like a really violent t-shirt. And my mom was like, oh, it's so nice to see you not wearing black all the time. And I was just like, do you see what's on the t-shirt? She goes, I don't care. It's not black. And I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's Cloud Rider. I, I really, really like them. Now, as I said, I think the 16 songs on that album, I think there's 31 minutes long, corrected by Zach. But um, I would highly recommend it for anybody who's into that type of music. I know not everybody is, but um, fuck with it. See what it's like. I'd say, and by the way, from what I've heard, they're unbelievable live. Yeah, I'd say they're. I'd say they're. <laughs> that's a long show. <laughs> I say they play a lot of songs. I'd say they do. I did a bit when I saw Full of Hell live. No, so, saw Full of Hell live and Full of, like Full of Hell would be in the kind of same wheelhouse as these guys, like that type of like ferociousness. The minute long songs, two minute long songs, but Full of Hell were playing in Grand Social. It was an unbelievable gig, and um, they must have had their own sound guy or something because uh, when they finished, they're like, "Thank you so much," and the guy was like, "He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa." He goes, "You guys have." Uh, you guys have two minutes left I know he goes you have three minutes left he goes oh shit okay um, I can't remember the name of the singer Dylan I think is the name of the singer he just goes oh shit okay uh, uh, we have time for two more songs uh, first one is about killing your friends the second one is about killing your family one two three <laughs> <laughs> and they were the nicest guys in the world afterwards by the way I've de- I think I've definitely told that story but anyway yeah. that's Cloud Rat that's me for my two picks now nice thank you for listening Cloud Rat um <laughs> I love just subjecting Zach to all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's how I get it in. You know, yeah. it's like you know, it's like you gotta have a varied diet. The funny thing is, know? like every time we do these episodes, people are like, it's always a metal album. But nine times out of ten, I'm not listening to heavy metal. It's mostly like <laughs> fucking Grimes and Alice Glass or something like that, and <laughs> and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, my pick is a classic album. I'm gonna say it's. The 50th anniversary of this album. What is that? What Colour Is Love by Terry Callier. Hmm. Callier. Very vulnerable album cover. Isn't it? It's yeah. a fantastic. It's a really striking album yeah. cover. It's a, it's a woman who is uh, sort of like naked on a chair with a blanket kind of draped over and a cigarette in her hand. But there's just this like great expression on her face that like literally sounds exactly like what yeah. the album. Her face looks like what it sounds like. And it's just beautiful, detached almost. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, it's it's a it's a yeah. It's from 1972. Terry Callier, who's like a he was a kind of folk singer. Uh, and but this isn't really folk. It's kind of, but then it's not really soul or funky. I mean, it's kind of well, it is kind of soul, but it's not like any other soul albums. It's kind of jazzier in a way. Okay. Uh, it's quite mystical, I would say. Ooh. And it's a good one because it's like Halloween. It's like not scary, but it's kind of. The first song, which I'm going to show you just to set the tone, is one of my favorite songs um, that I think I've ever heard. Um, and uh, yeah, I've loved this album for a while. I This year I managed to get a copy of it. Um, but yeah, or 1973 it says on Spotify, but on this it says 72. So let's see. Could have um, been pressed in 72 maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the song. so Yet so far I thought I was in flight Out where the planets are Moving between day and night Here am I And there you are 
entrancing girl, a vision in amber lace. Such an entrancing girl, she moves with such rhythm and yeah, so that's the opening track, uh, "Dancing Girl," which is really like such a journey of a song. It re- like it starts with this like plucked guitar thing that's really nice, but then when the vocal comes in, uh, it feels like the vocal and the guitar are doing like different, like they, like it doesn't come in the way you expect it to come in. It comes in on like a different pulse almost, mm. and it changes the feel of the song. And the whole song kind of shifts and moves, and never fully like sort of lands in like one thing for too long and it's I, I love it it's very as I say very like mysterious and mystical and then the rest of the album like that's like the first song which is like kind of sets you off but then the rest of it there's like just lovely gorgeous soul like if you're kind of fan of like Barry White or uh, Isaac, Isaac Hayes, Hayes yeah, as well I say Isaac Hayes but, remind but me there's of. something about his stuff that just is so different I, I can't quite describe like to like Barry White and Isaac Hayes like the, but at the same time, he, you know, he definitely has longer songs. A couple of these songs are over six minutes. Fuck. Yeah, like it's only seven songs, I think, on the album. But I'll give you a couple of snippets of yeah. uh, some stuff. So I'm gonna go with the second song, which is "What Color Is Love." There's also the song "You Go Miss Your Candy Man," which I think <laughs> is the biggest song. You go, Mister Candy Man. You, you go and miss miss your candy man. Oh right, okay. What um, is a candy man actually in this context? I guess like you know, like your person who's Supplying you, supplying like is it providing drugs for, or? It's from the seventies. I think it was like you know I'm paying for your life. You're okay, a, yeah. I think you know, you know kind actually, of old, do, dated sort of. What, do you know where he was from? Actually, I don't actually. Uh, like what city? I don't know. Actually, maybe I have a feeling like New York, but I don't know why I think that. Let me see, Chicago. It's from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, are we gonna play? Yeah, 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 we'll play. So. Is it here? Is it there? Is it really everywhere? What color is love? Is it strong like the mountains or deep like a fountain? Again, like the the, you know, the second song is much more like less spooky and more just like beautiful and uh, very warm sounding. Um, I really love how on this album, like all the instruments and arrangements, it's it never really is like a thing locks into something that it repeats. Every part is always kind of doing its own like little like journey, mm. a little thing. Even like in that snippet we were playing there, like you know, like the whatever it is, like Glockenspiel or something leads up and then like it leads up to the strings that then carry through and then like the bass does a little thing that leads on to something that like you know they're all kind of interacting in such a is that like, a jazz influence thing do you I think definitely yeah. Think, yeah definitely kind of a jazzy thing but also kind of soul like it's 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 not jazz in in in, in sort of like it's a it's not abrasive or anything it's mm. very like pleasant and, and and washes over but uh yeah it's it's again his voice is just unbelievable yeah, fucking gorgeous voice it's it's you know, it's Make normally you're used like. to hearing like sort of soul sing- singing where it's like, you know, belted or it's loud. And it's like, he's just so, he can belt, 
but he's it's so delicate for so much i mean like like it's that's that's i guess because he, he was a folk singer like where he would just be like guitar and singing oh that's what it, he started off as a folk yeah, singer yeah he it? had a couple albums in the 70s with this one and another okay. like three others maybe that were like more arranged and produced and stuff hmm. but like a lot of his stuff is just like you know bob dylan early bob dylan like you know that not Bob Dylan but you know that just like guitar like and Simon and Garfunkel emo store like not that type more of folk like, or like like not not quite Simon and Garfunkel but more just like folk songs like okay, stories yeah. and like um but yeah it's so good um there's there's lovely backing vocals all over it as well um I'm going to play the song uh let's see you go Mr Candyman is very good also you don't care is a lovely end I might go you go Mr Candyman so okay. I'm actually we'll, we'll give a little snippet of to them I know you ride up Baby, you might miss me when I'm gone I see, baby, when I'm gone Better think on it, ride up Baby, you might miss me when I'm gone, gone, gone I tell you when I'm gone I do declare you're gonna miss your candy man Yeah, I'm keeping you safe Yeah, that's a banger. Um, <laughs> it's as I say, like it's the album. None of the songs sound like a certain. If you get specific about, it, like that doesn't that last one doesn't sound like a rock song in a lot of ways. But as in this within this album, it's kind of the like rocky yeah, sort yeah. of song. Even though, and I, I kind of find that with this whole album, it's very like they they don't they just sound so distinct the songs yet they also sound like a lot of things but it's just ma- it's, again his voice is magical oh, his voice is good um, his voice is incredible and uh, yeah I love I love the lyrics as well on it they're very like symbolic lyrics a lot of the time it's very like open ended to your interpretations and a lot of these tracks some less so than others but it's it's again kind of mysterious kind of vibe throughout the whole thing um, and yeah I'll play the the last song because I just think it's beautiful and I'm so I maybe someone has sampled it and maybe if you're a hip hop producer you should sample this but I'm just I may, maybe it already it's out there but I feel like the vocal refrain the backing vocals on this should definitely be sampled. Okay, we can look for it after. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, you don't care. Which again, as Barrow was saying while we're listening, Little Sims would be savage over yeah, that as a, as a beat, very much like her last album. Uh, Barra also asked me, did he play anything? I'm pretty sure he played the guitar. Yeah, he played the acoustic guitar, but there was a long list on the back of the record here of like rhythm. Jesus, violins, yeah, I can see it here. violas, <laughs> cellos, harp, harmonica, guitar, alto sax, flute. French horns, trumpets, percussion, background voices. Fucking like hell. there's a lot of a whole orchestra with them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't. I guess the bass is. Is the bass just piano and electric piano? 
I guess the bass is just listed as guitar, so maybe he played the bass too. Um, with hmm. a guy called Phil Upchurch as well. But uh, it was produced by Charles Stepney, arrangements by Charles Stepney, and conducted by Charles Stepney. So after this podcast, I'm going to go look up <laughs> who the hell is Charles Stepney. Because, uh, yeah. But yeah, I love this album. Um, I think it's a bit like, it's not on as many people's radars as like, I don't know, Stevie Wonder albums from the same era or like Donny Hathaway or I don't know, Isaac Hayes. But mm. uh, yeah, it's it's just phenomenal. Uh, I can't get enough of this album. I always find a place to, a time to put it on like once, how, every, once a month, I'd say. How do you find these type of albums actually from these type of artists? This one, I found it like years ago in Working in Tower because I just saw the cover and I was like, this is like, this is such an incredible yeah, photograph. I was like, cover, it was yeah. so striking. I was like, well, I have to listen to this now. And the fact that it's just called like, what color is love as well. Such a simple title, but like <laughs> also kind of like, what? Like it's not a color, you know, but it's, it's interesting. Um, and just to say the look on her face. Um, yeah. So I, that's, and then I listened to it and I was like, what the hell is this? I was expecting it to be more like, I don't know, like, less weird it's quite a weird album in the, it's very easy listening but if you're listening to it it's bizarre like some of the shit that's going on no there's like this like even in the um like i was saying to you like with the the very first song that you played i was like there's very it it, it sounds like there's nothing going on in this yeah. yet there's a ton going on so in much this, going yeah. on it's just like <laughs> someone's doing a little thing once here and then they're like it's it's not like someone's playing a riff repeatedly you know it's yeah Except for that guitar riff. The only thing that kind of repeats is that little finger pick guitar riff at the start anyway. I'd love to have more of like those documentaries where like the Be- the Beatles one was a prime example where you actually see them working it out. Like, can mm. you imagine that type of room where you have that many musicians and yeah. it's like, okay, do you want to come in now? Like, do you know, especially with the jazz influence, like mm. the, the fact that it's like, I've seen not many jazz concerts live, but when they're doing the um, improvising thing, like when they're just jamming, you can see them looking at each other going like, okay. I'm coming in now. Like, it, like yeah. I wonder would would have worked the same in that kind. It probably I, I was a little like bit this, more controlled. I think this is more because, especially because even on the back it said like conducted and arranged and produced oh, yeah, by yeah, the yeah. same guy. But it definitely has an influence of kind of jazzy parts. But I think they're too. The arrangements are too like like classical music. Yeah, you know, like they're like they literally lead on like you know like a yeah classical music actually is a shout. I didn't even think it's like it's kind of almost classical music except not. But in terms of the like <laughs> the way the instruments are used, I yeah, suppose yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, fantastic album. Um, definitely check worth checking out. And uh, Charles Stepney was that his name? Charles Stepney? No, was it not Terry? No, Terry is Terry oh, is yeah, the yeah. guy. Oh yeah, your man. Terry yeah. is the artist. But just <laughs> like for the arrangements, as I say, because like yeah, Terry Callier, no, no, no shade again. Like I love the man, but you know his thing was like like folk, and I'm sure he has input in all this stuff as well. But like the arrangements on this album, like just sound so to me. That's like what. Yeah, it's 50-50 for me this album it's like the vocal and the guitar but if it was just him and the guitar it wouldn't nearly be as magical oh I get what you you mean yeah 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 I just when you saw when I was going through the list I was like fuck me like it it sounds like they had a full on orchestra on the back of it Mm. I have to give more of this see the thing is every time I listen to this stuff I do really like it I just never listen to it myself which isn't just that's that's my fault fantastic bedtime album yeah yeah. Do you know what? I've, uh, recently now to go into bed, I'll be re- read a book and then I put on, um, what is it? No Such Thing as a Fish. Do you ever listen to that? Oh, podcast. Yeah, I always put that on. Yeah. And then I wake, but I wake up to hear them laughing. I'm just like, I have to stop doing this. This is yeah. a bad way of sleeping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I guess that's us then. Unless yeah. you have any more you want to talk about. Let's uh, let's listen to that. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Rudolph track. Oh yeah, the new Kevin Rudolph <laughs> track. Kevin yeah, Rudolph. Let's listen to We're it. doing a track review, guys. <laughs> So here we are. Welcome to track review uh, with with me, your host, uh, 
Lemon. This lemon? Is, yeah, my name That's is Lemon. That's the name you're going with. With track, yeah. Le- lemon. Okay. I don't know what to go with. My mind, I for like sh- sugar. Sugar? <laughs> lemon sugar. Lemon it's sugar. Your host, <laughs> lemon sugar. <laughs> okay, we're going to listen to Kevin Rudolph. Okay. Here we go. Jesus, I tell you, Charles Stepney would be envious of that production. It sounds exactly oh. like what I thought it was going to sound like. <laughs> um, is it just me, or is is potentially has we've we potentially lost Kevin Rudolph uh, to the uh, the Q-anon. like Q and on, yeah, <laughs> or something? There's something going on because like it's, it's, he's trying to be impactful, but I was kind of but but, but on what he's, side? He's, he's firing <laughs> heat. You know, there's passion in the in the, in them in them lyrics, not so much in the vocals. The vocals are very. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I like the fact that he was um, so creative enough to use the synth that he used in Let It the Rock. the exact same synth sound from Let It Rock. Um, <laughs> Literally the exact, like it's it's like even like like uh, tempo wise is the exact same. And, and the irony of like him being the Let It Rock guy and then he like in that song at the very end, there's like a ripping guitar solo that's buried in the mix. It's barely audible. <laughs> he did not let it rock. <laughs> he let it go. He's a producer as well. Is like, he? why would you? Yeah, because he fucking. Well, he did. I'm almost hundred percent positive that he did. Um, what was that? We're all dead. Hollywood and Dead second album. Which oh was, yeah, yeah. We had those type of guitars in it as well. The super <gasps> glistening kind of. Um, um, it sounded like it was released twenty years, years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wasn't it like to be honest? It wasn't terrible. No, I've heard worse. Like yeah. the new Blink One Eighty Two song. Have you I heard was that? literally just about to say that. Mark had me listen to it the other night, and I was like, "Look, uh, I'm not going to be an ageist, but um, this sounds like a song. Like it's it sounds like uh, guys they are trying to write songs for Nickelodeon openings for Dan Schneider, yeah, like Icardi and stuff. It and does I was like, actually. I was like, you guys used to be such good songwriters. Like yeah. I wouldn't like I wouldn't listen to Blink now. Um, I was a huge fan of them when I was younger, but I was listening to. It, I was like, this is so. So just I don't know out of touch or something. It's not it's not like modern music at all. Yeah, I I I thought it just was like just like such a meh song. Mm. I like and and the mix I thought was kind of weird. It did sound like classic Blink, but yeah. just a meh ass classic Blink. Yeah. It's kind of like I really liked the guy from Alkaline Trio, and I would see, when he Matt was in the group. Skiba. And I see I've seen Alkaline Trio Skiba. play, and they're they're really good. And I've seen Tom DeLonge play. He's not very good. No, so he's not very good. Life. So I was kind of surprised to see what, what did back. we expect from the guy who hit us with such classics. Where are you? It was. The, it was. The, and it was all magical. <laughs> Do you remember that shitty Angels and Airways oh, song? Yeah. It was. Well, I can't remember that. It was like it's all magic. Um, Wait, which shitty Angels and Airways song? <laughs> like a, most of the discography. I, I guess. used to love them. Mm. Cringe. I'm trying to think of bands that I love that I'm kind of like. 
Oh, what was the one? Oh. I had a period where I was listening to Broken Side and they're fucking terrible. They're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I never got as bad as Blood on the Dance Floor, though, thank God. Oh, God. We were all suspected pedos as Ghost well. Ghost on the Dance Floor was his first song off the Blink-182 comeback album. That was mid. It was mid. Which was the... Was that Neighbourhoods? Neighbourhoods, yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking that album wasn't that bad. And then Mark was telling me that it was terrible. It's just like... And he's like a bigger Blink fan than I am, but I didn't think it was that bad. It was okay. The self-titled one will always be the, self-titled the, one is will like always the, be the good one. Yeah, yeah I feel really like the self-titled one. and then the like Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, you know? Yeah. Like they're just, they're just fun. Like that's like, it's like coming this summer yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like those riffs start playing and it's like, you know, on a, Friday a night. bunch of teenagers <laughs> in some movie getting in a, a Jeep and they're joshing around and goofing and, and you know, being silly. Uh, but hopefully being responsible. Hopefully. hopefully. No pre no uh, pre eighteen drinking no. and all that kind of no, thing. No, no, no. Pre twenty one. Pre twenty one in the yes. States. Because yeah, yeah. this movie that I'm talking about that exists <laughs> is definitely in the it's States. Definitely in American Pie yeah. is what you're talking about. American Pie were uh, sorry, Blink Way Two were actually in American Pie. Oh my god. They're in the they're in the scene where your man's getting with the girl and he kept his webcam on and they're all live streaming oh. basically him about American to, Pie. Yeah, what American a weird Pie is a very problematic. That's gonna movie be now. like like we're gonna we're gonna like, you know, like have like when we have kids and we're like, What? You know, it's how is this a thing? It's bizarre. I get my, my YouTube algorithm is so fucked that occasionally because I watch like a lot of movie clips on it. Yeah. Um, recently, I've been getting American Pie. Uh, first one was from the Naked Mile, and then I get another one from Bandcamp, and I was like, th- there was a scene where Bandcamp, yeah, from American Pie Bandcamp, the spinoff. This wasn't even the, the the original American Pies. And there was a scene where he's doing like. Um, he gets his dick stuck in a trombone, oh, and God. and I remember thinking like when I was younger that that was the height of comedy. Yeah, because you were like <laughs> fucking twelve. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it was always kind of like not to be like too crude, but like when we were like twelve or, or eleven or whatever, I told you about the extra vision that I had next to our place. Did I ever tell you about this? No. And there was a guy in, working in it that would give it would sell us eighteen's films. <gasps> so as soon as we found out that there was a there was a film, statute of limitations yeah, might yeah, still yeah. get him. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might su- still catch him. <laughs> he, I, I, he got caught because I tried to buy Blade off him, and the guy was like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "What?" And he goes, "18s." And he goes, "We're we not allowed to sell." Oh, so but uh, we used to buy films because we knew there was boobs in it. That's the that's the yeah, high twelve year old. Yeah. This is before we were too scared to go on the internet for stuff as well. <laughs> oh, those times. <laughs> Yeah, no, American, but American Pie films were massive and they always had, it was like Good Charlotte was always on yeah. them, uh, Blink-182, uh, like Limp Biscuit probably. Limp probably would have been in it as well, yeah. Those were the days. Anyway. Storm it through the party like my name is in me. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck it, yeah, Fat Lip as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, God, what a fucking, what an era, what a hilarious. Do you know, I actually saw some 41 live. And they were fantastic. They were absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I was going to see your man's recovered and all that kind of carry on his way. He's sober now. But um, it's funny how like you're like, I haven't listened to this band in years. And suddenly you just remember every single lyric, to every single <laughs> that song. That was me at Arctic Monkeys at EP. I, I was like, oh, was. Ev- I've, I've sang everything. <laughs> every word. Did, did I tell you about I when I, think I was at EP, I was looking there. to see Perfume, Perfume Genius, who have been waiting to see for a long time. And he was on just as Arctic Monkeys were. Yeah. And I went into the tent and there was like 10 people there. And I was like, this is so, this guy's such a fantastic musician. But as soon as the time came to go see them, just the whole tent, I was like, oh my God. Oh. I think that happened to most people who were playing at that time as well. Yeah. Like, shafted by the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys, like there's fucking, they, oh, we'll, they got bangers. We'll agree to disagree. But uh, I do like, uh, you look out on the dance floor and uh, when the sun goes down, I like that song as well. I see you Graham's in the music video too. Yeah. But um, I guess we'll leave it there. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Keep on rocking in the free world. I have, an, I have an episode actually that's coming out 
should mention this that uh, I don't know. Well, actually, I'll get your opinion on it. Sepultura are playing next week, I think. Uh-huh. And one of my favorite albums by them is uh, Dante, which is them doing a ver- them telling the story of Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do an episode of going through Dante's Inferno while going through the album for each bit. <laughs> yeah, I was explaining it to Mason the last night. He goes, he goes, that sounds like it's brutally heavy. He's like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> See that to look forward to. But other than that, thank you everybody for listening. Drop us a follow if you liked what you heard. Um, if you didn't, don't let me know. <laughs> yeah. Unfollow. <laughs> okay, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, Zach, for coming on as well as always. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Oh look. Oh my kitty, cat's at kitty. the window. Alright, peace out. So that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like to hear more episodes like the one you just heard, please give the podcast a follow. It greatly helps us out. And if you're inclined, give us a review. Maybe drop a review. I'd appreciate it as well. Unless it's negative. Don't do that. But also, uh, make sure to get tickets to see Zach perform as Lil Sis in the Workman's Club on the 17th of November. That's next Thursday with Burner Records. And Audible Chocolate and Big Love will be there as well. You can still get tickets online for it. It should be an amazing night. I'll be there. I cannot wait for it. The music that Zach's made for it is incredible. Anyway, I hope you have a lovely day and thank you very much for listening to the episode.